This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simeon. Is it too obscure a cultural reference to, for me to say we need more cowbell? You think that's obscure? <laughs> I, God, think that's, I love that sketch everyone's um, ca- that everyone has that same reaction yeah, to that song <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i gather you're going to have the lands minister on to talk about this consultation i put that in quote marks that he's doing on the plans to change the land act so that in future Crown land in BC will be co-managed on a consent basis with Indigenous people and the provincial government. You're going to do that this morning. Yes, we've got that, uh, I think, coming up after the 7.30 news. Nathan Cullen is going to be joining us, and we have a lot of questions about that. I mean, so you've certainly well, raised this. I'm sure they've been calling you, trying to explain it to you, too. Uh, they tried, but let, let me just, for the benefit of the listener, to really highlight the difference between how the New Democrats proceed when they want the public to know what they're doing and how they proceed when they don't really want the public to know what they're doing. So let's start with yesterday's announcement on the crackdown on international students. So we got a media advisory on Friday that this was coming. The premier talked about it in an interview on the weekend. At 9 o'clock yesterday, we get a full-blown news conference with the minister another minister, validators saying this is a great thing. We had students. We had presentations in three languages, right? It went on for an hour. And when you were done, you knew this is a big deal. The government is doing something, whatever you think of what they're doing. That's how the New Democrats go when they want the public to know and the news media to know they're doing something. Now, in January, Nathan Collins' ministry decided we were going to have a public consultation on changing the law so that in future, the 95% of BC, that is crown land, will be co-managed by indigenous nations, 200 of them, and the provincial government. That's a big change in the law. It's going to legally enable all those agreements that they negotiate. How did they let the public know what they were doing? Well, basically, Simi, they didn't let the public know what they're doing. They circulated their intentions to, quote, stakeholders. They didn't even put out a news release to the rest of it. It took news organizations, Vancouver Sun, the Globe and Mail, others, stumbling upon what they were doing here several weeks into the process. So there's the contrast. They go out of their way to make sure you know what they're doing when they're proud of it and they want you to know what they're doing. When they would sooner the public didn't even know until this thing is sprung on the public later this session of the legislature, uh, that's how they proceed. So Mm -hmm. whatever the minister says to you today, 
He's got to explain why he's so secretive about this, because that's the real issue here, as I see. Yes, and that's exactly what we're going to be talking to him about, too. Uh, I, I just want to go back to the press yeah. conference that with, with a lot of information yeah. in it from yesterday on the cap on international students. It does seem to me that they're still waiting on kind of really the numbers to try to figure out what the impact here is. Yeah, look, uh, so this one isn't exactly a, a great example of the government knowing everything that it's talking about either. This, it does look like a bit of a rush job. So Ottawa suddenly announced it's going to do a crackdown on international students because it's been an enormous surge. And there's growing evidence that a lot of the training programs, particularly in private uh, institutions, are pretty questionable. So yesterday we had Selena Robinson, Minister of Post-Secondary Education, saying the government slamming the door on regulation of new uh, training institutions for two years. So that's a cap, a firm one. Uh, second of all, the government's going to be cracking down on bad actors, which again is needed. The interesting thing to me that happened is she gets asked, what is the impact of the federal cap? on BC. And the reason we asked that is because on the weekend, the premier said that Ottawa had sent preliminary numbers along on how yeah. the cap is going to work in BC. Minister says, well, to be honest, I don't know what the numbers are. Excuse me? The premier said on Sunday, the province has the numbers and you don't know a day later what the numbers are and you're the minister? Nope. She didn't know. They didn't get us the numbers, Simi, the preliminary numbers, until late Monday afternoon. Now, we talk about one hand not knowing what the other's doing. The Premier says on Sunday we got the numbers, and they're going to be a challenge. Not until late Monday does the government actually give us the numbers. So the preliminary number for BC, and this is the ministry's estimate, is there will be 50,000 permits for international students in BC this year. Um, last year, there were about three times as many. There are some distinctions. The provincial number, the new one, the cap, doesn't include um, K-12 students, graduate students, master's students. So we don't know how that adds up. But that's still a pretty big drop. That sound. Uh, Ottawa huge. said, "Yeah, Ottawa said across the board it'd be about thirty-five percent for the whole of the country." But they also said it would be prorated. Well, it sounds like BC is going to take a bigger hit than thirty-five percent. Okay, that's so. How are they going to deal with that? How is that going to be doled out then? Well, since the minister said she didn't even know the numbers when she was talking to us at nine in the morning, her office didn't get us the numbers until late Monday afternoon. Understandably, she doesn't know how it's going to affect. But the emphasis they're putting on this is, okay, we're going to crack down on the bad actors in the private schools. There are private schools that are diploma mills. There are private students where people pay thousands of dollars to come here to BC to study, and they discover there's no classroom and no institution. It's all online. So there's ample evidence they're bad actors. But the idea that you can somehow or other deal with all of those problems just by eliminating the bad actors sounds to me like a stretch. I think there is going to be an impact on the legitimate private schools. And Simi, I think there's going to be an impact on the public institutions, uh, the big universities and colleges, because they take a lot of these students as well. 
And Sydney, as you know, they make a lot of money off them. It helps them yeah. keep down tuition and helps them not have to go to the government for more money to run their programs. Okay. And so when, and also they have to make these decisions soon, right? Like that's yeah, going to impact their budgets for next year. So yeah, how soon will they be able to break all this down? Well, you know, uh, another element of this is the premier in Ottawa is going to the federal government and saying, we want some exemptions. We want some exemptions for areas where we need more students, uh, healthcare, childcare, uh, construction skills. Uh, the province doesn't want to cap those because there's a shortage of workers. Uh, Selena Robinson had that lovely line yesterday, we've not been making enough babies here in British Columbia, so we need to import them. Uh, preferably not babies, preferably you know <laughs> right. people ready to step into these jobs with a bit of training. But yeah, I, I, BC's, uh, the, the premier said don't cap, but target, and they went ahead and capped. So one of the things he was doing in Ottawa yesterday, and he was down there also to attend the uh, state funeral for Ed Broadbent. Um, one of the things the premier's doing is he's pleading with Ottawa, don't do this, you know, hit us with a sledgehammer on this, because what we need is targeted caps and then some kind of system, which the province is going to take on to weed out the bad actors in the private institution. So that's the plan. But at the moment, Ottawa's just talking about a big global number, and you over there in the province, you figure it out. All right, we're back with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun, catching up on things uh, that were said. Also by the Premier, we have to talk about some of the other things that he said uh, during his media availability yesterday. Yeah, so as I mentioned, the Premier's in Ottawa. I meet with Prime Minister and some Cabinet Ministers and talk about everything from heat pumps to uh, the cap on international students that they've imposed here on British Columbia and looking for some relief. Uh, he also got asked about the double gaffe on the weekend on his social media accounts, where um, the premier's heading was to mark International Holocaust Remembrance Day. But what you got when you read the postings, and one was on Twitter and one was on Instagram, was the premier's regret, regret understandable, uh, marking the uh, mosque attack in Quebec, which the anniversary is, was Monday. So it's it clear that somebody took the posting intended for Monday and posted it twice on a different event. And it was embarrassing because obviously it's a very divisive issue. And so the premier was asked about it. And he said, well, he, he, he said what he said earlier, which is he apologized. And he also said that it was taken down as soon as it was spotted. Okay. Um, he said, it's unacceptable what happened. So I always wonder when politicians say something is unacceptable, what do they actually mean? Well, yeah. So he said, okay. He said, we put something in place to make sure it doesn't happen again. So I gather from what he said that that means they're going to vet their postings, somebody other than the person who does the posting. I mean, we know the premier doesn't write his own postings, okay? So... Presumably, they're going to have some kind of fail-safe mechanism, according to what the Premier said, so that the person who does the posting, somebody else is looking over their shoulder to make sure they're posting the right thing and proofreading it or whatever they're doing. Why wouldn't they so have had a fail-safe already? You're talking about the Premier yeah. of British Columbia's uh, yeah. social media account. Yeah, and given, I mean, 
we know people's careers are destroyed by unfortunate social media postings. We know they're forever. They they took these down, Simi, and, and if you've seen all the coverage on this, some of the coverage said, refers only to a Twitter posting. There was also one on Instagram, which people captured, right? But we know those postings survive. They go on forever. So yeah, I would have thought they already had a mechanism to make sure this didn't happen and that what actually happened here was the posting was wrong, the second posting was wrong, and the failsafe didn't work either. So how many mistakes is that? Uh, anyway, the premier said it's unacceptable. So we got asked, serious thing here, right? Is anybody fired over this? He said, well, we don't discuss personnel matters with the news media. That's not a denial, Simi. No, it's not. Just note that's not a denial. And, you know, given how much embarrassment this could cause, I mean, I guess somebody was saying to me yesterday, yeah, well, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, they do. And, well, it's kind of obvious what happened here. The Monday's posting got mixed up with Saturday's headline. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. this is so important right now, and yeah. everything is so highly sensitive in the world situation <laughs> in regards to these groups. This seems to me that if you work in the premier's office, you would know about that sensitivity. Therefore, you would be yeah. extra careful. Yeah. I said to somebody who was making excuses for this yesterday, I said, imagine, imagine how this would be viewed by the New Democrats. If Kevin exactly. Falcon had posted an unfortunate thing about Soji, right? Or about LBGTQ rights, everybody would have jumped on it and said, ah, that's what he really thinks, right? That's what he really thinks. And if he came out and said, I was a staffer, and put the wrong message up for the, at the wrong occasion, um, everybody would be suspicious. And you're right, Simi, because this issue is so sensitive, it was triply important that the Premier's postings were already being vetted by at least two pairs of eyes. And clearly it wasn't. Yeah, they caught it quickly, but the backlash started quickly too. So was it the backlash that drew their attention to it? Um, you know, as I said, I, I think everybody accepts their mistakes and we've all talked ourselves into trouble on social media. Uh, but having said all that, we've also all learned, uh, you know, go for a walk around the block before you send out something that's really controversial or have a member of your family who has your best interests at heart read it before it's posted. Yeah, that seems like it needed. To, so I feel like this isn't going away, though, Vaughn. It's been a couple of days and people are still curious because I think it is because it is the premier's office and you would expect a little more care. Yeah, you know, and there is, I mean, you only need to look around on the wonderful institution that is social media to see all kinds of conspiracy theories around this. Well, okay, you know, well, as I let's... said to you yesterday, from long experience, I've learned to never assume a conspiracy where mere incompetence will account for it. <laughs> and I think that's what case is here. But, you know, you can see why people are suspicious, right? Yeah. They've, uh, you know, they're going, uh, well, you know, do these guys always uh, tell us the truth up front or do they try to minimize the impact of what they do? But I think the thing that you said was absolutely perfect about this is that if the other party had done this, if somebody yeah. else had done this, you just yeah. know they'd be making a big deal out of it. So fair is fair, I guess. Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Yeah. Bye bye, Simi. That is Vaughn Palmer there from the Vancouver Sun.